Welcome to Taste Talks, the podcast which hopefully will inspire where you go next with myself, Keith Matten, and me, Olivia Byrne, the people behind the award-winning digital magazine, thetaste.ie. Each week we'll bring you a list of upcoming events, new bites to look out for in your weekly shop, a restaurant spotlight and a travel destination in Ireland. Once per month we will delve into a special guest's cravings and find out what food makes them happy. And lastly, we'll read out what has been keeping you hungry on social media this week. If you're new to this podcast, we highly recommend you check out all our other episodes. We promise they are all packed with foodie inspiration. Before we start this week's podcast, we'd just like to say a big thank you to everyone who downloaded and listened to last week's episode. So it's been a bit of a journey and we haven't killed each other yet. Not yet. (laughs) So we're hoping to keep going and that you guys find it entertaining and of some use. And thank you so much for tuning in. So this week on what to look out for in your shopping uh, so I found a product in Tesco's to bring your roast potatoes to a whole new level. If you're a fan of a Sunday roast, and let's face it, the roast potato are the most important part. I like mine golden, crispy and fluffy on the inside. So the product I'm talking about is the Silver Hill Duck Fat. Silver Hill are based in Monaghan and they have an excellent range of products. Their duck fat comes in a small jar and is priced at €2. Euro. So to make the perfect roast potato... Uh, simply boil them, uh, drain the potatoes well, toss them in a colander to fluff up those surfaces and place them in a roasting tray on a fairly high heat, smothering them in the duck fat. And then every five minutes, turn your roast potatoes and rebase them with the duck fat until every side is golden and crunchy. And then pick the best ones out for yourself. So Olivia, what have you got next? So, keeping on the theme of a good Sunday roast, I picked up the Ballymaloo ham glaze. Um, kind of doing a trial run for the Christmas ham and oh my goodness, I'm obsessed with this. It's absolutely gorgeous. Ballymaloo describe it themselves as being made to a traditional recipe with all natural ingredients. So, what I did was just boil the ham as usual, removed it from the water, scored the fat and then studded with cloves and then literally just poured the entire jar over the ham, wrapped the ham in tin foil and finished it really low and slow in the oven my god it was so flavorsome and moorish i would highly recommend it um i picked up the jar in super value i imagine it's available nationwide in all the large grocery stores and it was just two euro 85 so they're the items we hope you keep an eye out for this week in your shopping next week we'll have some more inspiration so next up we have Clyde Carroll and by day he's the marketing director of Dublin Town but his real passion is for food. He's the man behind the hugely successful Dine in Dublin annual event and as a former chef he and his wife Abigail now write restaurant reviews for The Taste. Now it has been said that when Clyde and myself are out at events we look like brothers but I would say that Clyde is definitely the better looking brother, the more outgoing brother. Uh, so welcome to Taste Talks, Clyde. Thanks very much for that introduction. That's a fantastic introduction. I don't like people, you know, uh, slagging themselves off there. But when you're actually saying that I'm the better looking one, I'll take that. I'll take that, Keith. Thank you. 
<laughs> no problem at all. And I just thought to myself, it, it's normally around this time of year that we'd be having conversations about dining, dining in Dublin. Such Ooh. a huge event and another casualty of COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah, like like Dine in Dublin took place for years and it was always around uh, discount menus and getting people to go out. And, and it was actually the chefs and the restaurant owners in the city that approached me about changing it and said, look, you know, this whole discount thing, it's a race to the bottom. You know, Dublin city centre has such a fantastic range of food and drink outlets that we should be celebrating the quality rather than, you know, trying to discount it. So that's when we evolved it into the food and drink festival. But yeah, I, I'm absolutely raging that we can't do it. Uh, now we are in talks with Falch Ireland about looking at doing something early next year um, to try and bring it back uh, and, and make it, you know, all of Dublin and bring in your food and your all your bars and uh, the, the cocktails and stuff like that and then bring in coffee because again the coffee scene in dublin city center is incredible you have people now roasting their own beans like above the shop so uh you know it's it, it really is a good time i think the last couple of years have been terrible but it's a good time for food and drink and and also you got to remember, I remember the last recession that happened uh, in Ireland um, and the opportunities that came out of that recession was there was chefs who who took a punt on an empty business or an empty building or a premises and they opened up a small neighborhood um, restaurant in it and they went on to be huge. Like, do you know what I mean? So there are some there are some good opportunities there and the talent is still there there's still some incredible talent there so i i i think the future once we can get past what we're going through now i think the future for food and drink in ireland is definitely um, looking good yeah well here's to a great 2022 it can't be can't be any worse than 2021 anyway so let's keep going but uh, I have you on today so uh, to talk about you had a recent visit to Fade Street Social and to explore Mr. Dylan McGrath's new menu. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Dylan and what he does. Uh, you know, Dylan's the type of guy that, you know, he's a true master of his craft. And I remember talking to him a few years ago about, you know, how does he continue to stay relevant or, or keep pushing the boundaries? And what he does actually is he travels the world uh, and he tries different flavors and different dining experiences and then he brings them back and he's bold enough to actually try it in his own premises. So that's where, you know, you, you see the kind of the taste that rustic and the sushi and all that kind of stuff and the Japanese influence coming through. But yeah, we went along to Faith Street Social. I love Faith Street Social. Like it's one of those uh, locations in the city where you don't have to leave the venue because, you know, sometimes when you're in a restaurant and you're sitting for a couple of hours and you have your meal, then you want to go somewhere else, change the scenery for an after dinner drink or a few cocktails. Well, he designed Fade Street Social to be exactly that, a multi-use venue, but within one location. So there are two kind of restaurants on offer. There's the main restaurant with the full menu, but then there's also like the bar and the tapas menu. But then he has a rooftop garden and it's almost like a secret garden in the middle of the creative quarter and you get these lovely views of the architecture of the georgia street arcade and that that side of the market bar where faith street is so it's, it's a stunning setting and if you get a really mild evening you could sit up there all night drinking uh, cocktails so so we went along there uh, because you know coming out of lockdown and after doing all the at-home stuff uh, dylan and the team put together a completely changed menu of what you would normally know uh, from faith street so it was a much more uh, it was a lighter menu 
uh, with trying uh, different kind of dishes. Well, we, we had, for starter, we had uh, the deep fried cod uh, barnet balls. So they're like, uh, for anybody that knows or doesn't know what a, a barnet ball is, it is it's an emulsion. So it's almost like a mashed cod uh, with a bit of olive oil and garlic in it. So it's a real delicate mm. flavor. But then what Dylan did was he added that then with a piece of chorizo and a pepper coulis. So you get the delicateness of the fish, but then you get this absolute massive kick of a, like a Mexican um, uh, hit afterwards that almost excites your palate. But for us, the, the kind of standout dish that we had was the chicken liver and duck parfait. So that was served uh, on a, a really crispy and crunchy uh, sourdough. But it was served with a red onion um, um, uh, marmalade, and it was also served as well with uh, some apricots. So you get the crunchiness of the sourdough bread, but then added in then the sweetness of the, the marmalade, the, the onion chutney, and then the sweetness of the apricot. Just the flavors of all of that combined together really was gorgeous. Sounds and delicious. Uh, yeah, that was definitely the standout dish for us uh, that we had. But uh, for our mains, then we had uh, they had a sea bream, which was gorgeous. And then, like again, you wouldn't normally see this in um, pastry social, but they had glazed baby back pork ribs. Now mm. everybody's had pork ribs, you know they're gorgeous. Like I love them, but these were these were different. There was almost like a, an Asian spice within it. It came with a with a soy glaze, or I don't know whether it was the dry rub that were on the ribs. But I haven't had ribs like these uh, before, uh, and they were absolutely gorgeous. So really different dishes than what you would normally see in Faith Street, but yeah, it actually completely refreshed. I, I've eaten in Faith Street many times, but it pretty refreshed their experience, and it was almost like trying a new restaurant. And what sort of price range are we talking about for a night out in Faith Street? Yeah, it's actually, you know, again, it's one of those things that you would think Dylan McGrath's name and his experience, and you think, oh, it's going to be expensive. But we had a three-course meal, so we had two starters, two mains, two desserts. We had a bottle of wine and a couple of cocktails. And our uh, total bill came to €147. Euro. So okay. that's, that's not too bad for, I think, for a city centre location and the quality of a, a Dylan McGrath dining experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose, as you said, you know, if you wanted to go for an alternative version, he does have the, the tapas bar. Yeah, absolutely. So you can you can go in there. You can be a much quicker dining experience, a much lighter dining experience, and 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 he has again by by evolving and changing with the times. He is also attracting a younger crowd as well. So it's actually quite a cool place to go just for a few drinks. So so people are going for the cocktails, are going for the beers, and then they're adding in. They're getting the food, uh, you know, in smaller bite sizes to their table. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, you can go there just for a night out or you can go there for a dining experience. But it, it really is one of those places where if you're into food and you're into exploring tastes and flavors, it's definitely a place to go. Yeah. And the, and you mentioned before, perfect end of, uh, to the night will be popping up to the Winter Garden. Yeah, that that was exactly it. We we finished our meal and then we didn't even have to leave the venue. We just went upstairs and then completely different experience. You know, the even the music, you know, it's the little things I think when you're designing a restaurant or you're you're designing uh, that experience. The the music changes. So the music is slightly louder and uh, it's a change in tone. Uh, and you just feel like you feel like you're out, you know, we're like we're out, out. Uh, so yeah. we sat there, beautiful views. And uh, it was fantastic. And, and actually, the night we were there as well, Dylan himself was there. So he came over and we had a bit of a chat as well. And then I, I saw him kind of going around talking to other people. So it was great to see him uh, in the middle 
of that, just making sure that every, everybody was happy and people were having a good time. And I think most people will be surprised, you know, his persona when he was on MasterChef, it comes across he's very moody, uh, you know, um, but he's actually very approachable, uh, very likable guy. He is. And I think there's a real appreciation of people coming to dine in his restaurant. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, he's really happy to see you and thanks you for, for being there. Like, do you know what I mean? So, uh, so yeah, very different to, let's say, the character he played on MasterChef where he was yeah. scaring the life out of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's brilliant, Clyde. So next week, we're probably going to have you on. Have you any restaurants in mind? I think I saw you at Big Fan Bell recently. Oh, yes. I definitely want to talk to you about that. That 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 is a new place in town. And, uh, you know, the, the, the owner of that restaurant actually comes from a restaurant design background. So that just oh, really please. plays with the senses, both uh, for the look and feel of the restaurant and the food. Can't wait to tell you all about that. Uh, looking forward to it. Thanks, Clyde. Thanks for having me. This week, we had a fabulous launch competition on Instagram to launch Taste Talks podcast, giving you the chance to win a Lismore Gourmand Hatbox Hamper. And the winner is... Drumroll, please. Catherine Book. Now, Catherine, we'll be in contact with you to organise your prize this week. Uh, thanks so much for entering everybody. We're so delighted with the, the reaction and we have another great competition that we will announce at the end of this episode. So welcome back on to Taste Talks, Fiona. Great to have you back on. And I believe this week we're going to talk about the Five Star Savoy Hotel in Limerick. We are indeed. And talk about jumping from somewhere in the middle, middle of the country to somewhere right bang in the middle of a city, in this case, the city of Limerick and the Savoy Hotel. And I'm delighted to be talking to you about it. And the first time I was there, it was it's sort of on a hidden back road. Mm, I don't know. I have a sat-nav and I think that really stops you from learning routes and roads because you don't yeah. follow the sat-nav. I do, what I, I will tell you is that it is in the middle of the city, which, you know, could be a nightmare for some people. But if you're staying at the Savoy, you drive up and your car is taken from you. And from the minute you step out of your car, you're looked after. So you don't, and they the, they have valet parking. So, which means that you arrive, you don't have to worry about where you're going to get parking in the city. Do you need a ticket for wherever you are? Whereas the underground car park, none of that, all of that is taken care of for you, which I think is a pretty good start. Uh, yeah, that's sort of the five-star element, yeah. Absolutely. And um, yeah, that, that was a great start to, to the visit. And if I remember, once you walk in those doors, so the front is, is you know, it's a it's a lovely building, but it wouldn't be anything like, say, the Marion or the mm. Shelburne or anything. Mm. But once you walk through those front doors, then you see the five-star lobby. Yeah, and, and they've done a lot of um, renovation and redecoration. And I, you you probably remember when I wrote that I said it was it was like a mix of Havana and Miami, which sounds very mm. strange, but the the bar area is I don't know if you've sat in a bar in Havana. It is exactly the same. It had that lovely uh, vibe. It, it was gorgeous, but with that as well, 
we were walking down the stairs, beautiful staircase one evening, and as you looked in the huge big mirror facing you, which was rectangular, you could see the reflection of the chandelier, which was triangular. And it was it had this whole art deco feel with the colours and the shapes. So that's where I came up with the two, the Miami with the art deco and then the the bar with with the Cuban style. Yeah, yeah. Then of course, you know, when you think of Miami going back uh, to the Rat Pack generation where they played in all the, the fancy hotels, when we actually went for dinner in their first floor restaurant, they had the penis playing all those songs. So it was kind of another nod to another era and a lovely nod to it, I have to say. It's great when they follow it all the way through from the decor to the ambience to yeah. the music and everything. Yeah. Um, so tell the listeners a bit about uh, the room. I saw it online and it looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we were very fortunate to be upgraded. And we had one of their newly renovated suites, a junior suite, which was delightful, as you can imagine. Again, the big blocks of colour. There's nothing flowery anymore. It's like, you know, say a mustard couch and a slate grey chair and bringing bold, strong colours into a room, which actually makes for lovely lines within the room. Um, the standout for me was actually the bath in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, it was like, um, it was almost as big as a canal boat. It was huge yeah. and decadent and luxurious and uh, top that with molten brown products and you've got yourself one hell of a bathroom. Um, yeah. That was standout for me and the, the attention to detail was fabulous. So definitely, um, now like you looking online, so that was a suite. uh, But I have to say, looking at their deluxe rooms and executive rooms, it looks like the standard is right throughout the hotel. Yeah, and the rooms looked extremely spacious. Yes. Um, You had a separate sort of living area uh, to the bedroom. Yeah, well, it was actually... Um, th- they weren't two separate areas, but was it was done in a very cool way with a wall in the middle of the room almost to divide the living area from the bed area. Also, I have to say that let's not forget that you're in the middle of a city, but that did not impact on our rest or our time relaxing at all. Okay. So you weren't listening to constant, constant, constant traffic or anything like that so even for a getaway absolutely it's delightful and so just uh obviously it's the taste uh talk so um what was the food like what what did you have for dinner okay well i think traditionally the the restaurant for the savoy is actually across the road and a very casual affair so the one that we chose is is, it's called a first floor restaurant with the resident pianist um, and a lovely setting and one that's quite new. So I think um, they're finding their feet with this new concept, which I'm sure is going to be hugely successful. The menu was, I think for the set menu, was something like €35 Euro each. Now, okay. you can't go wrong with that. It wasn't a massive, massive, massive menu, nor do you need yeah. that. 
um, especially when you have a, a local producer of ice cream <laughs> just down the road, you don't need to, to worry too much. Um, we went down the route of, you know, the starters were crab cakes and pate and, you know, anything, um, a variety that would have something for everybody. Yeah. Again, we went down the route. I tr- actually I had chicken with uh, pancetta stuffing. And it was just magnificent, that stuffing. You know, the way something stands out in almost every meal. And for me, it was that stuffing. And also, I wouldn't usually uh, opt for chicken. But I actually yeah. think um, the chicken topped uh, my husband's steak, believe it or okay. not. Um, and the other standout was, again, the desserts are pretty across the board. But they uh, had a date pudding, which was right. lime. So there are lots of little things going on there. The price was excellent. Um, and I can see it getting busier and busier. And somewhere I definitely would go back to. Well, €35 Euro is an amazing That's price. That's isn't it? Yeah. 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 And I, I think there is a trend with COVID now. Um, hotels have had to reduce their menus. Uh, but that doesn't mean you have to reduce the quality and you know, if you only have three or four options for a main, but they're, they're you know, local producers yes. and good quality, yeah. and it works. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, you can only eat one main course, so you don't need a choice of 15. And again, if you're trying out a new concept, you have to limit it on, you know, and try to find your, your place within the market. And yeah. I think they're going to do very well with it, and particularly when it's so affordable. Um, and there was another area, a, a relaxing lounge area to the side of this dining area. So you could actually have your dinner and perhaps have an after dinner drink without having to go too far. I can see it. There's just something very glamorous about it without it being in your face. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing, in case I forget, I have to say, and I keep going back to this centre of the city because this intrigued me that I could be so central and yet not be bothered by um, the traffic or people. I'm not a crowded uh, shopping person. And I, I yeah, don't yeah. really at all. Um, but I do love a nice market. And about, I'd say, three minutes, literally around the corner, walking from the hotel is the famous milk market. Mm, I've been there. It's great. It's it's amazing. And they encourage you to go. And of course, I can give you an umbrella because it's definitely going to be raining. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're there on the one fortunate day we have our summer in this country. Um, Yeah, so so you can do that. And they encourage you to do that. And you can leave your car, of course, you know, after you check out, visit the market, and then the car will be ready for you when you come back. The milk market is amazing. And we stocked up on meat and cheese, because it's not every day you have the opportunity to, to grab so much local produce from Limerick uh, and the surrounding yeah. areas. And that's, I would encourage anybody that stays in the Savoy, don't leave without taking a trip around the corner to the milk market. Yeah, well, that's great mm. advice. Mm. And can you give maybe the listeners an idea of the price? So it's a five-star hotel. Yes, yeah. Now, so their basic rate, so if you wanted a room rate and maybe you, you just wanted somewhere really nice to stay but weren't bothered about breakfast, dinner, whatever, yeah. you will get a room rate for about €125. Euro. 
And for two oh people, God. that's very good. Um, yeah. Going up to, I see they have deals from 175, or did I see 175 or 240? And these are excellent deals and would make a lovely gift for, for a couple because they include cocktails on arrival, dinner on the first floor, and then your accommodation and your breakfast. And I, I think that's super. Yeah, fab value. Star Hotel. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely, if you go online, you will find all these little nuggets that you mightn't see if you went on to booking.com. You might get a room rate or, you know, not including breakfast. But I always think if you go onto the websites, you're going to find these extra little things, um, yeah. you know, for that are very good value. Well, thanks for that. Um, I think next week we're going to be talking about uh, you had dinner in the park, Ken Mare. Oh, was that next week? Yes, yeah. I did indeed. Talk about a nod to this block colours and art deco. They've done some renovating as well, and not just in the dining room. They've actually a brand new kitchen that I was very fortunate enough to see. Spark well, gleaming new kitchen. Mm. Look forward to hearing all about that next week. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Not at all. You're more than welcome. So this week on Travel Destinations, we take a look at our home county of Kildare, the Lilywhite County, most famous for its horse racing, warm hospitality and shopping. In this section, we'll give you recommended places to stay and places to visit on your way. So first up, we take a look at the different types of travellers. Olivia, who's first up? So first up, we'll take a look at a romantic escape for couples. So the Clifford Lions is based just outside Selbridge in County Kildare and it is the most romantic village style estate. It sprawls over vast enchanting grounds and do not visualise the normal hotel. This is completely unique. Think fairy tale style village accommodation. It's comprised of the cutest cottages as well as estate and lily pond rooms. Basically, when you arrive to the Clifford Lions, the outside world is completely forgotten and you are immersed in the beauty that lies before you. It's home to two fantastic restaurants, The Mill and, of course, two Michelin star restaurant, I'm sure. Food lovers will absolutely adore the incredible offerings here. Um, we stayed in one of the lily pond rooms overlooking, you guessed it, the lily pond. <laughs> I mean, it's just stunning with the lovely view of the most idyllic little chapel that is literally surrounded by the pond and is accessible by a little stone footbridge. So this is uh, a very special little chapel, uh, one that I decked out and had ready to propose to you this time last year. Oh God, stop, I'll start crying. <laughs> <laughs> and when you got to the door and you opened it up, you, you said to me, we need to go. Someone's going to get yeah. engaged today. <laughs> <laughs> If only I had known. <laughs> yeah, so, oh God, that's such a great memory. It's a very, very special place. I mean, you just couldn't have a more romantic destination. I need to stop, I'm going to cry. <laughs> and uh, so then afterwards, we went to the Mill restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Such a gorgeous restaurant. Um, big, open, blazing fire. The really high ceiling. Yeah. It's really ornate. And you're looking right out at the mill. The water is just rushing by. It's really and lovely. And the food. 
Food, oh my God. of course. And the wine list. Yeah. Oh, all amazing. That shoulder of lamb. Oh, my God. I know. And all the sides. Oh, like we literally had everything. We definitely celebrated that <laughs> night <laughs> in, in true foodie style. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, and that was actually our third time. So third time's a, a charm. Or third, third time, time lucky. lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was our third time to stay. And make sure that you, because everything now we have to pre-book wherever you stay, make sure you book in and get down for your breakfast because it's one of the best breakfast it's amazing yeah it's really really gorgeous um another thing that's actually caught my eye recently which will mean i need a fourth visit <laughs> is the well in the garden spa they are doing these twilight treatments so on selected friday and saturday evenings they have these amazing outdoor copper baths sauna and basically offering you all the treatments your heart desires and i just love the idea of actually having treatments in the evening it's, it just seems such a, a more relaxing experience yeah so, you know sometimes you go to a spa you're kind of like building your whole day around it whereas when you go in the evening I think you relax then have a lovely dinner and probably the best sleep of your life probably the best sleep <laughs> yeah so oh and make sure to take advantage of the complimentary bike hire and explore the canal that's running alongside the grounds that's a gorgeous way to put in an hour and the pantry a gorgeous little coffee shop with beautiful homeware and gifts um, yeah so it's just a really great place I think it's a great escape in Kildare and check out all the packages available and just visit cliffordlions.ie. So next up, we have a recommendation for a family break. So Killashee is a family-friendly hotel located on the outskirts of Nace Town. It's surrounded by acres of manicured gardens, parkland trails and woodland areas. Killashee offers a variety of great activities and attractions for the family, including the cutest forest uh, fairy trail, and they also have the butterfly gardens. Um, there is, of course, an on-site playground and a fantastic leisure centre. The food offering is fantastic, and I they have two op- options. They have the bistro, which I would recommend for families because it's so spacious, and the menu really is designed for the family. And then they have the terrace restaurant, which is open at the weekends, and it's a more formal dining option. Having dined in both of them, we think they're fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And they do beautiful afternoon tea as well. And in the summer months, the the better weather, they do that for takeaway and you can enjoy it around the gardens. It's really lovely. And they, they really cater for the children with specific little mini afternoon teas. It's a really lovely experience. Yeah, it really is. And to find out more, check out com. So now we will take a look at a self-catering option in Kildare. Um, so we actually recently stayed in the Stable Yard Studio Apartment at Burtown House and Gardens and honestly could not recommend it highly enough. Despite still being in our home county, which is not a huge county, we felt like we were a world away. There's also the option to book the Stable Yard House. I think that accommodates between six and eight people. The studio that we stayed in is just for two people. So Burtown House actually is a must visit regardless of staying there or not. The gardens, the food, my goodness, it's like a little mecca of bliss in the Kildare countryside. It's located just outside of the town of Athai and it's a real haven of tranquility with hyper local produce being the order of the day. So just to give you an outline of the studio apartment, it's located at the back of the gardens with views of the surrounding orchard. So it's really, really lovely. High ceilings, large windows and then 
then a mezzanine with an open fire and this lovely cozy seating area. There's floor to ceiling bookshelves that are heaving with interesting books and interior magazines of which James Fennell actually one of the James and his wife Joanna own Bartown House. So James is an author and photographer. So many of the books that are there are actually James's and his images are just incredible. And if you're a fan of photography, uh, the inspiration you'll get is just incredible. It's wall to wall of inspiration. The gardens it just sort of revive your mind. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's really like an escape where you just, you know, it's for the mind, body and soul. You just really revive, relax, really can't recommend it enough. So just on Burton House, um, it's owned and operated by James Fennell and his wife, Joe, and they've perfected the art of offering an uninterrupted stay um, where they're on hand at all times, but in the most subtle but unobtrusive way. It's really, really nice yeah, and great. relaxing. Um, dining at the Green Barn in Burton house is always a treat you should um but should you sorry wish to prepare your own meals everything you need to cook and make your teas coffees everything like that is provided in the studio and of course on a grander scale you'll have that in the stable yard house as well so to find out more just visit burtownhouse.ie so next up we have the places that you should visit when you're on your trip to Kildare and first up, we have the Irish National Stud and Japanese Gardens. You get a glimpse behind this amazing horse breeding facility. The Japanese gardens themselves offer an immersive soul soothing experience for the whole family. It's open between February and December uh, with daily guided tours of both the stud farm and the gardens. Uh, this is an experience not to be missed. And if you want to find out more, just visit irishnationalstud.ie. So very close to where I grew up, we have Lullymore Heritage Park. It's located in Ireland's most famous peatland, the Bog of Allen in West Kildare. With over 60 acres of trails, which you can walk, or there's a gorgeous little train that bring you right around. Um, there's also this really magical fairy bower, just vast woodlands, all these old Irish thatched houses and little buildings. Um, I think for families, um, the outdoor adventure play area, the mini golf, the pet farm, all those things, especially now when I think people are really no matter what you do it needs to be outdoors so just log on to lullymoreheritagepark.com for bookings and last up we have Kildare Village place I go missing quite a lot too it, often <laughs> <laughs> it has over a hundred designer brand boutiques nestled into an adorable outdoor landscaped village this truly is the shopping mecca of Ireland and better still all the brands are at discount prices, so you get to treat yourself for less. Well, that's what I uh, say anyway. Uh, with plenty of restaurants, cafes and pop-up trucks, uh, they'll keep you fueled on this unique shopping trip. It's a personal favourite of ours and we advise you getting to the village early to avoid the queue. And this time of year, it's particularly magical. The Christmas lights are sensational aren't they they are, they are just stunning it's it's well worth the trip and if you can make your trip sort of from 4 p.m onwards it gets a little bit quieter and also the magic of the lights absolutely beautiful so just pop over to kildarevillage.com for a list of all the brands and shops you can visit so that's our travel destination for this week we'll have another one next week so what has been keeping us hungry on social media this week so olivia what have you got 
So I spotted that Saba have just opened their new restaurant on South William Street. So we are big fans of Clarendon Street back in the day. Kildare Village is fabulous. And of course, Saba on Baggett Street. So we've eaten all of them. Very excited to try out the new South William Street venue. Um, I think with everyone out shopping coming up to Christmas, it's a nice one to look out for. So just visit sabadublin.com to make your booking in advance. Great recommendation. Love, uh, Saba. So I've got, um, the new Eli Wine Club, uh, the perfect journey into amazing wines. So each month, club members will receive three bottles on a specific seasonal team. Each wine will come with winemaking details and notes explaining why they selected each bottle. They've got two packages available at the moment, the sommelier selection for 80 euro per month, and the seller selection for €120 per month. And if you want to get any more information, just pop over to eliwinebar.ie for more details. So another thing that caught my attention during the week was, so two of the stars from Selling Sunset were in Dublin, uh, Mary and Romaine. You're mad for that show. Love that show, love that show. But yeah, and they were they were staying in the Marion and Mary had these beautiful images of afternoon tea. And it just actually brought me right back to the last time we were there because you'll remember the pastries, they were just incredible. Paul is so uh, so talented, so Absolutely. clever. Paul Kelly is the pastry chef there. He's an actual artist like the sweet treats they're so dainty and delicious and I just thought again the run up to Christmas it's such a beautiful experience you're having um, afternoon tea in the drawing room in front of a blazing fire so it's definitely one to consider I would just uh, pop over and visit the marionhotel.com that's perfect uh, so last up we have the Virgin Mary bar they're launching their limited edition Christmas kit range so it's perfect for anybody who wants to enjoy an alcohol free Christmas or maybe you're just on driving duty this year. They have a fantastic range like the Three Spirits of Christmas, Driving Home for Christmas Beer Kit, a Mockingbird in a Pear Tree, and their Mulled Wine Kit. The prices range from €45 Euro to €100. Euro. And if you want to get more information, just log on to the virginmarybar.com. So that's our recommendations of social media this week. We'll be back next week with some more. So we have a fantastic new competition for our listeners this week and it's from Bewley's Ireland. They have very kindly given us a gorgeous hamper along with lunch for two in Bewley's on Grafton Street. To enter simply follow us on Instagram at Taste Talks Podcast and we'll pick out a winner on the show next Wednesday. Best of luck to all of our listeners with the competition and please tell all of your family and friends to listen into the show and help us spread the word of Taste Talks Podcast. Well, that's it for another Taste Talks podcast. We really hope you enjoyed listening and that we gave you lots of food for thought. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a delicious episode. And do keep in touch with us on social media using hashtag Taste Talks. Until next time, make sure you try out some of the tastes we discussed this week. And if you're feeling generous, why not give us a five-star review? It will really help us grow and continue our Taste Talks journey. Bye Bye for for now. now.